How can we create more rounded, complex and emotionally engaging characters? Welcome to the new series called Book Club, where each month I'll be showing a book that is helping me to become a more compelling and captivating storyteller. I hope. This week, I'll review the key takeaways from the book, The Science of Writing Characters by Kira Ann Pelican. I was really excited to read this book, actually, because one of the things that I learned through writing my first draft of the TV pilot mockumentary is that my characters were not very well defined in my own head and that came across in the writing. So going in for the rewrite, I really wanted some knowledge on how I could create characters that felt distinct and who leapt off the page. So what's it about? It pretty much says it all in the tin, but the science of writing characters is, it's a guide to creating characters that come to life on the page. There's a lot of psychological theory and research in there to arm screenwriters with all the tools and techniques they need and answer three very specific questions. How do we make characters that are rounded and complex? Why and how do characters typically transform? And then how can we create more emotionally engaging characters? So let's start with how the book addresses how we can make characters who are rounded and complex. Kira starts by introducing us to the big five personality traits and their opposites. The first is extroversion versus introversion. So extroverts are those characters that we can probably picture quite well in our mind's eye. They're dynamic, they're energetic, they feel energised by their social interactions. And on the opposite end of the spectrum are introverts. They tend to be more reserved, more solitary and more serious. The second personality trait is agreeableness versus disagreeableness. Kira shares that agreeable characters are the ones who value harmony and getting on with other people more than they do getting their own opinions across. They tend to be quite nurturing and emotionally supportive. At the other end, you have highly disagreeable characters. And maybe surprisingly, this personality dimension can actually make for some of the strongest characters. The hallmark of being disagreeable are characters who sort of value their own opinion over anyone else's and don't really care how they make people feel. Those fun characters. Characters who are highly neurotic are more likely to interpret ordinary situations as threatening. And according to Kira, the good thing about this is as a writer, that means you don't then need to magic up some major inciting incident to spur a neurotic protagonist into action. Seemingly like minor situations can put neurotic characters into action mode. But then you have your sort of emotionally stable characters. So that's your typical sort of superhero who see obstacles thrown in their path as everyday challenges that they have the ability to overcome. A key personality trait for any protagonist is conscientiousness, and that is because it's all about working hard to achieve your goals. And as you can imagine, on the flip side of that, you have your unconscientious characters who do not work hard to achieve their goals. And then the last of the big five are characters who are open to experience. So they're curious about the world and all that it offers. They often challenge mainstream ideas And in contrast, um, people who are close to experience are often traditionalists. One of the things Kira highlights when she's talking about the big five personality traits is that you can add more complexity to your characters by considering the context of their actions. So what aspects of their personality are more dominant when they are in their element versus when they are under a lot of pressure? And if you want to create believable characters, make sure they have a mixture of those like light and dark attributes. 
When it comes to how you round out your characters through dialogue, Kira reminds us that personalities aren't just reflected in what we say, but when we choose to say it, who we say it to and how we say it. Extroversion is like the easiest to spot in speech because they're naturally quite talkative, charismatic and they're first to initiate conversation. Whereas introverts will spend more time listening, agreeable characters will be very reassuring, neurotics will discuss negative emotions, conscientious characters tend to talk about their work and open people love a debate. And I think it's important at this point to stop and remind everyone that there are no hard and fast rules. So even now I'm sort of going through some of the key learnings from this book, even Kira says herself, like these, these are not, you know, set in stone rules. The final thing to round out your characters is knowing what is motivating them. Kira breaks this down into five main groups. You've got survival, finding a partner, family love, forming friendships and alliances, and then finally creating a legacy or meaningful life. She says that stories about survival have the highest evolutionary stakes so they are the ones that are most likely to seize our attention and appeal to the largest audiences. She also talks about the importance of conflicting motivations and that at the heart of most stories is a main character who has conflicting motivations, emotions and thoughts. So they typically start off with a conscious external goal. At the turning point of the midpoint they then like reassess this And this is usually when their need to feel connected in some way comes into focus. So this need for connection is often what drives the second half of the story. The book also goes into why and how characters typically transform. And transformation can be broken down into the when, the why and the how. One of the things I found super interesting to read was the general ways we change through the different stages of our lives. It was really, really cool. So she breaks this down into sort of age stages. So in childhood, our main concern is to become competent. We're sort of learn, we're learning lots of new information and we just want to get good at them. Adolescent years revolve around finding our identity. We're trying on different identities until we find one that fits our emotional needs, goals and values. Then we go into early adulthood, which is when many of us learn to navigate our first serious relationships, find ourselves in the world of work. At this stage, we're more driven by a desire for power and freedom. Midlife is described in the book as a time of turmoil and transition. This is when people are reviewing whether or not life has turned out the way they imagined it would, have they met their goals. It's described as a stressful time in life when you might be caring for children as well as aging parents. And then finally, we have later life, which is the last stage of life, which is all about connection and maintaining what we have rather than gaining new skills. So age, your stage in life is something that will influence how and why your characters transform. Life experience is also another catalyst. And this is one of the things I also quite like about the book is it explained in a different way things that I've felt in terms of the stories I've I've read. But here she says life experiences is also another catalyst of transformation. You can be transformed by emotionally intense events, which she calls peak positive experiences, where you experience intense joy, inner peace and transcendence. And these are sort of known as your emotional high point. But on the flip side, you can be transformed by traumatic events, something that leaves you feeling frightened and distressed. That's what we would all call emotional low points or turning points. 
our beliefs are just as we're shaped by our life experiences. So one of Kira's tips for writers is to consider what a character believes, how this influences their actions, and how their beliefs are changed by the events of the story itself. So how can we create more emotionally engaging characters? There's a chapter in the book called The Emotional Journey that that goes really deep into this. Uh, and in that chapter, Kira shares that one of the most common ways to help a reader identify with a character is by showing the character dealing with an everyday obstacle in a relatable way. There are six basic universal emotions that she introduces in this chapter that can help writers to create more emotionally engaging characters. And those are anger, fear, disgust, happiness, suddenness, suddenness, <laughs> sadness, and surprise. But there's also elevation, which can be triggered by watching people be charitable, compassionate, kind. There is awe, which often encourages us to have new insights about life and our place in the world. Kira mentions that this is a particularly powerful emotion for writers to use if they want to inspire or evoke change in their readers and their audiences. Shame is another important one to play with. And then we have tension and suspense. And Kira suggests that this is one of the most important emotions for writers to learn to master. How do you create tension? You get tension from states of conflict, instability, uncertainty, or dissonance. Tension is created when you effectively ask the reader, not directly, but you ask them to hold two opposing beliefs at once about something emotionally significant. And that emotional significance, Kira said, is really key. These states trigger the reader to predict what is going to happen next and yearn for that tension to be resolved. And one thing that she said, which is super, super, super important to remember, is that the greatness of your tension is equal to the size of the gap between the audience's hope for your character and the worst case scenario. And I think it's worth repeating. The greatness of your tension is equal to the size of the gap between your audience's hope for your character and the worst case scenario. A good thing to remember is that most main characters' emotional journeys are just intensified versions of the range of emotions we experience in our day-to-day lives. The stories that feel rich and emotionally compelling have characters who are experiencing a range of emotions. And that's something that was really important to hold on to. So there's a lot of theory in the science of writing character, which I found really useful as someone who hasn't been educated in writing and storytelling, but but familiar as someone who has studied psychology at the same time. At the end of the book, there is an incredibly useful workshop that you can take your characters through and a troubleshooting section with solutions for common character problems. And again, I feel like I must continue to beat this drum. There is no right way to write. In The Science of Writing Characters, Kira offers a framework that might be helpful for you to create your characters from the ground up. And it may be something that you want to use in your first draft. It may be something you use in the review. Do what works best for you. But you don't have to follow these rules. But I do think it was a great book in terms of sort of psychological theory, but also the practical implications of that theory at the end. I've included a link to the book in the show notes below, of course, to make it easy for you. So you can grab your own copy and start creating more rounded, complex and emotionally engaging characters for your own stories. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening to this episode. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Debut Screenwriter Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you'll be the first to know when the next one gets published. And if you're feeling extra charitable today, leave a review wherever you're listening. I'd love to read it. And these platforms just eat up the reviews.